I remember my father would always pull me aside and he would say, we need to forgive your mother because she's going through the change of life. When I was young, I would come home from school and she would be singing show tunes. And I don't know exactly when it happened, but the singing stopped and it never came back. So for me, I just remember a very altered personality. I knew that wasn't what I wanted for myself. Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast, all about reinventing your health with safer, cheaper, more effective natural solutions and powerful lifestyle changes so that you become the CEO of your health. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder. What I know for sure, perimenopause and menopause are inevitable, but suffering is entirely optional. No matter what your mama said or your grandma said or your doctors or even society told you about these phases, suffering is optional. You do not need to do that. There is no need to suffer in our 40s, 50s and beyond. And honestly, who wants to? None of us. It's time to end the ridiculous myth that menopause is the beginning of the end, that it's the proverbial cliff off the edge starting right now. And I'm going to share exactly how to take the first step to redefining it on your terms, just like my mama did over 10 years ago. That first step is asking yourself, how do I want to feel in 30 days? So how do you want to feel in 30 days? Just take a moment and think about it. Do you want to feel energized, confident, joyful, refreshed in the morning when you wake up, empowered, alert, focused? How do you want to feel? Because once you get clarity on that, we can reverse engineer how to cultivate your vitality, longevity, and energy for years to come. This is literally what my new book, The Essential Oils Menopause Solution, is all about. Because I know that in 30 days, with the right plan, you can experience a massive transformation. Honestly, in less time, you can begin to experience a faster metabolism, energy in the morning that carries you throughout the day, a brain that is firing on all cylinders, even after 6 p.m. when you walk into your house and conquer the tasks that await you there. Because let's be honest, there's always stuff to do once you get home. And that is exactly what my 21-day hormone makeover program inside of the Essential Oils Menopause book is designed to do. This program is literally a quarter of the book because it is so critical that we've got a game plan. It is my step-by-step comprehensive 21-day plan, including meal plans, supplement protocols to heal your gut, your liver, your thyroid, and your adrenals, essential oils, movement, self-care rituals, recipes, oh my goodness, and how to make it all work for your unique body and life. This is the same plan that my mom adopted to overcome her overwhelming perimenopausal symptoms. And this is the same plan that over 3,000 women have completed with massive transformations. And this is what I love about great books, that they provide you with a step-by-step framework without wasting your time or money because nobody wants their time wasted. I know I don't. I know that when I was desperate for an answer to my hormone issues, I just wanted someone to show me how to take that first step. Now, I know that my mama felt the same most of her life when she was struggling with painful PMS symptoms, and especially at 40 years old, when she was in the eye of the storm at the tail end of perimenopause. Now, if you want to check out her full inspiring story, I share it all inside of the introduction of this book because her story is what inspired me to write this book in the first place. Now, today, 
I invited my sweet mama to join me on the podcast to talk about her life after perimenopause because my mom at the age of 4950 decided that she was going to move forward in her years to come feeling incredible, feeling energized, feeling confident, and really redefining it on her terms. And it's something that I aspire to. I want the way that my mom has reframed her life for me moving forward. She shifted her mindset and adopted the habits that supported her vision. Today, she is living proof that you can redefine menopause and beyond with ease, grace, youthfulness, confidence, and energy. My mama, Jody DeLeon, is an entrepreneur, competitive tennis player, nine-time marathon runner, and over 50 half marathons, not to mention gorgeous, youthful, with energy to spare. She inspires women to open the door for endless possibilities, and she paints the picture of how you can own your health, your confidence, and energy at every age. So without further ado, welcome my mom, Jody, to the show. Hey, one more thing. During a time when women are told that feeling exhausted all day and gaining weight is just a part of life after 40, I am here to debunk those myths so that we can stop believing them today. We've been told to expect hot flashes, weight gain, brain fog, low libido, and irritability. But what if perimenopause and menopause didn't have to be a struggle? In my newest book, The Essential Oils Menopause Solution, I lay out a proven 21-day hormone balancing program complete with meal plans, recipes, supplementation, herbal therapies, and self-care rituals designed to boost your energy, metabolism, libido, mental clarity, and reverse the myriad of symptoms affecting millions of women today. You always deserve a body that works for you. And if you're feeling less than your best, you deserve solutions that promote actual healing. In as little as 21 days, the essential oils menopause solution will help you skyrocket your energy, balance your hormones, and achieve long-lasting health. It's available to order right now, so go get your copy, plus my menopause bonus toolkit, a $500 value, at eomenopausesolution.com. Welcome to the Essentially You podcast, Jody DeLeon, also known as my mama. How are you doing, mom? I'm great, honey. Thank you so much for having me today. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy to have you. I know we did some orchestrating to make this happen, and I just want to say thank you so much for joining me on the show right now in the middle of my book launch. Um, What we're going to be talking about today is really how you redefined 50 and beyond with so much ease and grace and energy. You're such an inspiration to me. So first and foremost, I know most people are going to be listening to this on iTunes or or Spotify or Google Play, but we will have this on YouTube as well in case everyone wants to get a look at you. I know you're in your kind of your marathon running gear today. And let's be honest, you look incredible. And I cannot tell you how inspired I am by you watching you redefine 50, 55 and beyond. And I know that you grew up with a very different version of menopause than you are living right now. Now, was there a specific moment for you that shifted your perspective on how these incredible years could feel for you? Well, I did have a life-changing moment because as you know, and, and if you read the book, there are a few stories about how I really struggled with perimenopause and menopause, but it wasn't until I did a detox and I lost 18 pounds. And I think at that moment, 
the detox, I mean, the detox really initially aren't really set up to lose weight, right? But you do lose weight as a result of it. But for me, it wasn't about losing the weight as much as it was regaining the energy because I had been so low energy. And by the end of the day, I just didn't feel like I had a lot left in the tank. So subsequently, I wasn't participating in a lot of things that I wanted to, or, you know, I'd be at work and I'd be thinking, oh gosh, when can I go home so I can take a nap? So being able to recognize how changing my diet led to a lot of upside where it was about regaining energy. And so for me, I always, it's like a running joke with me, like, how can I buy more energy? This was definitely a step in the right direction for me. Mm, I love that. So one of the things that kind of helped you kind of, let's say, let's say perimenopause pause for you was towards the end of your forties. And I I'll tell a little story. I want to share a little story. I'm a little I'm kind of ashamed of this story, but I'm going to share it anyway. Okay. Um, so back in the day when, when you were, I want to say 48, 49, you were kind of in the throes of perimenopause. And I'll be honest with you. You had always been a superwoman to me. You were, you were a single mom. I just want to paint the picture. Look, give people a little bit of context. You're a single mom growing up with my sister and I, mm-hmm. you're running your profession, taking care of us. And I know there's a probably single mamas listening to this right now who just know that place. Like there's, there's a motherhood is its own thing. And then single motherhood is a whole nother level of it. Right. And now that Mm -hmm. I'm a mom, I, I'm not even a single mom, but I I just, I can understand and conceptualize, oh my goodness, all the things that you had to be doing at that time. And so for me, watching you grow up, you're always in your power heels. You're always in your power outfits. You know, the eighties and nineties. And I remember I could hear you coming down wherever you were because your keys would jingle. And I could hear this like step, like step, 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 step. Like this is a woman walking on purpose. Um, and that's always been kind of who you've been like, just a superwoman. So fast forward, you're just operating at this capacity and understandably probably burning the candle at both ends at some point. And then with the perimenopause chaos, I talk a lot about that on the show here. Mm-hmm. You definitely were feeling you having that high level, high pressure job, then trying to do all the things. And perimenopause is hitting you probably felt like a little bit of a Mack truck, but I remember you telling me you wanted to run this race with me called the beta breakers. Oh yes. Yes. And I was, Mm -hmm. um, I was clearly I'm your daughter. So I was younger and I remember training for this race. It's a seven Mm -hmm. mile race. It's from one side of San Francisco to the other side of San Francisco with a big old hill in the middle of it. And I remember I was like, okay, I got to train for this because my mom is going to show up for this race. Like if I don't train, I don't know if I'll keep up with her because I just, just how you do what you do. Like Mm -hmm. the standard is the standard. And so I train and I train and I train and it's the day of it's today. It's the day we're about to get ready for run. I think we have like little tiara hats on or whatever, because everyone dresses up for this race and we start to get going and about two miles in, you're kind of struggling. You're struggling with this. I'm thinking we're going to run the whole thing. I'm, I know mm-hmm. we're going to run the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember when you started to struggle in it, I look at you and I was like, what is going on with her? Like, why can't she run this race with me? Like, mm-hmm. what is going on? And I remember I had to really fight back wanting to say like, come on, let's do this. Like, let's go. You're the superwoman. Be a superwoman right now. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so we ultimately ended up walking most of that race, um, because, of whatever was going on, maybe it was an injury. Maybe it was just burnout. You've been in the middle of it. And I remember feeling, and I'm, I'm like, I'm so embarrassed to share the story, but I remember feeling so disappointed. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, my super mama, mama isn't so super mama anymore. <laughs> and I- <laughs> 
<laughs> and I was like, what is happening to her? And so, but now I just want to today to like, let's fast forward now to today, you could run miles and miles and miles around me, right? You have run, you ran probably 12 miles yesterday morning. I barely got in a 15 minute Peloton strength training workout today in all the things that I'm going doing. I'm, I'm very proud of myself for making that happen. I'll no, be, it is. As a new mom, you should be proud of yourself. Yeah. But like but. 12 miles, heck no. Like, let me just, so <laughs> speak to me into besides the nutrition piece and, and reclaiming mm-hmm. your energy. What, what else was it? Because, you know, from the mama who we couldn't get through the beta breakers to the mama who's like, I'm going to run dozens of marathons in my fifties. Kind of what was that defining moment for you? Was it just a decision? Was it just like, I want something different? Well, actually, Marisa, it was the beta breakers. (laughs) 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 But let me tell another story because um, as a comparative, there's a little route that I do. It's fairly simple. It's four miles. I don't know. It must've been around a holiday and you and Alex were with me. Yeah. And I remember, yeah. Okay. So I remember saying, okay, let's do this little run. It's just, you know, a little four mile run and, and I'm going to do that. So, so we started running and then I realized I was feeling really good that day. So I decided to take off and I not only took off, but I got to the house way ahead of you. In fact, so far ahead that when you guys walked in panting, I was just standing there drinking a cup of coffee. (laughs) So that was my moment. Oh, for sure. Oh no. Yeah. No, you had been consistently running with trainers. Alex and I don't run four miles. And and I think the majority of us, you know, and I remember telling Alex, I'm like, she's about to kick our butt, but we both knew that we both we're like, well, I wonder how much of a butt kicking she's going to give us, you know? And, um, and so we, yeah, you are just such a rock star. I want to speak into the fact, because, you know, talking a little bit about my book, I know you have it mm-hmm. in front of you. I got in front of me, um, the essential oils, menopause solution. When I was growing, you are clearly my inspiration and my example for what menopause gets to be. And so much of an inspiration for this book, but I know that your menopause ain't your mama's menopause. You know what I'm saying? Like That's it's so a very true. different thing. One, mm-hmm. the way that we were taking care of women way back in the day, when your mom um, was going through menopause, my grandma, grandma, Rachel, they, it was a condition. It was actually a diagnosis and absolutely she -hmm. was put on tranquilizers, right? Mm -hmm. In her fifties. And I I remember my father would always pull me aside and he would say, we need to forgive your mother because she's going through the change of life. I never knew what the change of life meant. I do remember him taking me aside and telling me that, but I had no idea I just remember there was a woman who, when I was young, would I would come home from school and she would be singing show tunes. She used to love to go to the movies when she was, you know, she was young and she was a teenager and she would love musicals. I think that was a lot of what the movies were back then. And she was always singing. And I don't know exactly when it happened, but the singing stopped and it never came back. So for me, I just remember a very altered personality and that made me really sad. Mm. And I'm sure it wasn't what you were hoping for, for yourself. I knew that wasn't what I wanted for myself, certainly. Mm -hmm. But I think the other thing too, is, is that when, you know, you're a mother of daughters, you know, I, I always tried to set an example and certainly it just didn't feel normal. It just didn't seem like that's how life should be. 
that we go through this process and we we suffer and being a woman shouldn't be about suffering and yet there were so many things that i went through in perimenopause and menopause where i just knew it wasn't right i just didn't know how to fix it mm. or i or i guess i didn't know that it could be fixed so if anything i, I would love women out there to understand that that isn't your normal feeling angry. I had so many different emotions. You know, I had every month like clockwork. I'd have this like anger build up inside of me that was just ready to erupt. So if anyone would cross my path that would say something that would be upsetting to me and I was at that quote time of the month, I would just kind of unleash. And how unfair is that? Because it's normally the people that you care about that you do that in front of. That got to be a more consistent behavior and and one that that I didn't want to live with. I, I did go through a lot. It wasn't easy. It was very difficult. I love the fact that you recognized those symptoms and you brought it to my attention and you urged me to get checked out. And And honestly, it wasn't something that I ever thought could be fixable or at least understood, because I think when you understand what you're going through, that's kind of step one. And for me, understanding it, even though it took a while for me to feel better, understanding it helped me recognize how to not allow those feelings to overtake me. You're right. I think one of the things you're talking about, like when your mom, when grandma Rachel was going through uh, menopause, you know, the change again, condition driven symptoms associated with it. We don't talk about it. It's taboo, you know, in, in that generation. And so you didn't know what was going on. And now, mm-hmm. you know, and I find uh, still a lot of women are like, what is perimenopause? And I was like, oh goodness, that's literally the roller coaster, you know, that, that we go through to get to menopause and beyond. And I know that women arrive into their mid to late forties and say, wait, nobody told me about this. Like no one Mm -hmm. prepared me for these shifts and changes that these important hormones that have receptor sites in our brain that connect to our important and critical neurotransmitters, they're decreasing and no one said nothing about it. Can you elaborate a little bit in what were some of those biggest struggles that you wish someone would have prepared you for? Like you said, that knowing It's so important because when we know what's going to happen with our bodies, when we understand what's going on with our bodies, we can make a plan to execute and to support our bodies. And, you know, that's my biggest mission. How can we give women a knowing and understanding of what is going on, Mm -hmm. have them feel like they're not alone and then say, okay, now that you know, now that you're recognizing these symptoms, here's the best research on what kind of solutions you can Mm -hmm. begin to implement. And you can begin to implement preemptively so that you're not going through all of that without any support. What were some of those struggles for you? First of all, like excessive bleeding, which led to low iron, which led to fatigue, which led to me just wanting to sleep in the afternoon. I kind of resolved myself, well, this is not going to change. So I just have to get through it. I just have to sleep. And that's going to be the solution. But The other thing is recognizing how important diet is during certain times of the month, certainly where you're not, you know, trying to overload on sugar because people will say, and women will say, oh, you know, it's this time of the month and, and, you know, I crave sugar and I crave carbs, but in a sense, that's kind of undoing a lot of the good work that if you've been following a good diet, because it, you definitely feel more fatigue after you eat things like that. And I can certainly attest to that. The other thing is 
recognizing when you need extra sleep, but at the same time, trying to maintain some sort of exercise. Because I think exercise, I know for me now, it gives me a lot of energy during the day just to get out and do something. And I love the early morning. You know, I'm an early morning person and you have to recognize what works for you. Um, some people say, I don't, I don't understand how people can get up and do exercise at four, five, six in the morning. But for me, because I know myself so well, if I wait till the end of the day, I won't do it because I can think of a million reasons why I wouldn't do it. So I think exercise is key. Eating right is key. Having a sense of community. I am so fortunate and I will say this, you know, I've had friends that I've had since I was a child. So I have a group of friends and, and those are the women that know me so well that I can pick up the phone and call and talk to any time. But unfortunately, they don't live really close by. But I have a couple of different groups of running friends. I have a group of tennis friends and I have a group of work friends. And so for me, just surrounding myself with positive people is huge. I am a girl's girl. I love to hang out with my friends. And so I've kind of incorporated exercise and socializing together. So I always tell people I'm a social runner or I'm a social tennis player because I get to do both of those things, you know, fulfill my, my girl time and also get my exercise in. Hmm. I want to speak into that. I want to speak into community a little bit. And I want to speak into, into exercise and movement. I mean, I think you're absolutely right. Movement is so critical. And, and I love that you have found the movement that you love, right? And I think that every one of us should really enjoy moving our bodies. However, whatever, if it's Pilates or it's yoga or it's running or it's HIIT training or whatever, whatever it is, it's a Peloton, get in where you fit in, you know, whatever feels good to you, as long as it's not mm -hmm. burning you out. I always want women to be mindful about burning themselves out when they may be over-exercising. We have to just kind of figure that out for ourselves too, knowing what our bodies know, kind of like some women, if they woke up at four in the morning and they were exercised, they may, they may feel burned out. Whereas other ones feel very yeah. energized. Talk to me about community, because I think that is the critical piece. I know you, you were listening to my podcast a couple of days ago um, with mm -hmm. another speaker and we were talking about resilience. And one of the biggest things that we know that can help boost resilience, especially during this really, really stressful time. Because mama, if I were to paint the picture of all the things that you've been dealing with right now, your dad is sick, you have taken care of your youngest brother, you know, you mm -hmm. have a daughter that you're helping to take care of the other, the other daughter that you have, my sister, we have a grandbaby that you're helping with. You've got a boyfriend, like you got like just family wise, there's a lot of things that you're juggling in the air just for family. Like you're really, you are wearing a lot of hats and that's not to talk into your business that you run or all the other things that you do. One of the things that I, I think that have been such a big game change for you being able to maintain that level of resilience during this pandemic in particular, as we're coming out of this pandemic has been community. So talk to me a little bit about what do you look forward to? Like, what is community for you? I enjoy just being able to have friends. So community to me is my friends and I have friends at, you know, that will get up and do a run with me at four o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning. And it's not just about the running and the exercise, but it's always about as we gather as a group, you know, inevitably there'll be somebody who's running a few minutes behind that we'll be waiting for. But it's that quick chat, that communication that we have with each other. And there's definitely a movement for women now to recognize that we need to be 
building each other up. We need to be helping each other. We need to recognize each other's successes and actually help each other get through difficult times. And those few minutes can be life-changing to help me get through the day. You know, as I always used to say that whenever we started the first, running the first maybe couple blocks, you know, people will always share with each other how they're feeling. Oh, you know, my leg still hurts a little bit or, or, you know, I've been feeling this pain in my back or it's a way for us to recognize that our friend may need a little bit of support today. And so I know that we put it out there because we know that by hearing that we'll kind of take care of each other in that way. And one of the ways that we've learned to run is to run while we talk and run at the same time and it's, and it's good for endurance, but at the same time, we get that girl time in. And mm-hmm. I think that's, that's so important. And I've been lucky enough to, you know, I started learning how to play tennis in my fifties and, and now I play tennis with really great group of ladies. And, and I love that conversation. I'm fortunate enough to, you know, even though I have my own business, I spent a lot of times at certain hospitals and, and the women at those hospitals have really embraced me and I consider many of them my friends. And so just getting invited to, you know, to activities with them and family events sometimes, it just means so much to me. It makes me feel a part of that community. And that to me, it's a game changer for me. Mm -hmm. And I would encourage everybody. And sometimes you know, people aren't going to reach out to you. So you need to be that person to reach out to them and and not be afraid to do that. Mm, I agree. I think we could all take that away. And I think especially for us as women, as givers, you know, we're, we're definitely Mm -hmm. the givers of the world. Having that support system in our friendships is, is so, so critical. I think Mm -hmm. that's one of the best ways that we can get and maintain our resilience throughout some difficult times, whatever family stuff you've got going on or work Mm -hmm. stuff you've got going on. I mean, having a great support friend group. And that's one of the things that's been such, so inspiring to me for you is watching you have these beautiful cultivated relationships, having all these stress release mechanisms put in place. So when things do bubble up, when things get really crazy, you have a great support system to help support you there. And you've got great self-care habits to help support you as well. Now, I do want to shift the conversation because one of the things that I've been hearing my entire life, at least since I was like 18 years old, is that everyone is always shocked. I mean, the look is obvious. It's, it's they're not faking it. Cause sometimes people will say, Oh my gosh, you guys look like sisters. No, this is the, this is real. Like the airport attendants, you know, <laughs> restaurant people go at the grocery store. I mean, everywhere and anywhere we've ever been my entire adult life. Everyone's like, Oh my gosh, that can't be your mom. That's gotta be your sister. And it still happens till this day. And I have a feeling you, you quite in, I mean, I would enjoy it if I were you. <laughs> So I want to talk about your youthfulness and not only are you just gorgeous, but you just have this youthful glow. You always had, you always show up with energy. All of my friends have always loved you because you have this really great outward energy that you bring to the table. You're very fun. You've got good, you even dress up. We, you know, um, you are abuela to Kingston, baby Kingston, and you always dress up for Kingston. You always show up your full makeup. I don't even dress up for Kingston. (laughs) I wore a new dress when Marisa Um, brought Kingston home from the hospital. I had this new dress on and Marisa said, 
well, you're kind of dressed up. And I said, well, I put on a new dress today for Kingston. Yeah. <laughs> like, Kingston you always dress. look good for Kingston. You always look good. And I was always, my Alex has always noticed that I, I would always dress up to go and see you. And so talk to me about some of like, what, what have been some of your favorite ways in which or your favorite tips for staying youthful, especially no matter what you are. So you're so timeless. You're so, so ageless. What are some of the things that you have done to really maintain that youth. And that's what I meant like by redefining these years is that you've just decided that you're going to look the way you want to look no matter what, you know what I'm saying? So talk to me about that. I hope to look as good as you when uh, well, I'm your age. Let's just say I definitely color my grays yeah. <laughs> and I have, I have a, a young hairdresser who I love. I feel like George is like family to me. So find someone who loves to make women feel beautiful. And he certainly is that. So, Hey, George, <laughs> shout out to George, but I love lip gloss and I love fun exercise clothes. I think that's what keeps me interested. I love fun tennis clothes. So I think if you're going to go do an activity, you know, wear something that makes you happy. So I like to do that. I get a lot of sleep. I, I don't, drink much alcohol. And that's always been kind of my thing. I don't stay up late much and I, I try to stay away from alcohol, but you know, sugar is a whole different thing. I, I do have the sugar struggle. We know that. I think love is certainly a way to keep you youthful, right? Whether it's your friends, your family, pets, love and gratitude, right? Always be grateful. Mm. So sometimes when I'm when I get up early in the morning and, and it's still dark outside and, and I'm so grateful to have friends that I can, I can share that time with. And it's beautiful. There's just quiet, tranquil time in the morning. And I love to see the sunrise, you know, that makes me happy. So, mm. so simple things. Yeah. I love I it. Know. I think movement probably definitely plays a role for you. I think, I know that as we are, we are talking earlier, we were talking about all the marathons you want to run this year because marathons and running is coming. They're coming back a lot of, yes. thank goodness. A lot of things are coming back online as we're starting to feel safer and people are getting set up to be able to see family and do things again. Yes. And so you're already kind of planning, you know, what, I and I think looking forward to things is, is also probably That's a true. very youthful strategy. Yes. It's funny because I, I'm trying to get back into my 4am running group. And I know that's a, a crazy hour, but I had mentioned to one of the girls that, you know, I have a race coming up next month. I actually have the Yosemite half marathon next month. And, you know, I haven't been really training as hard as I normally do, but one of the girls reminded me that I needed to come back and start running with them because um, I needed to get my training in. And so when I didn't show up on Tuesday morning, because I had to make a, a quick trip a couple hours away to, um, you know, take care of some things that my dad, he was in the hospital. She messaged me right away on Tuesday and said, Hey, how come you didn't show up? And, you know, I kind of shared with her and she sympathized with me, but it was that accountability too. That was, that made me feel, you know, really good that someone was actually thinking about me, but I've run nine marathons. I would like to make at least 10. There's two I have on my list. I have signed up for four half marathons that have been carryovers from when they had to be deferred because of the pandemic. So I'm really excited to run those. I think I've probably run somewhere around 60 some half marathons, but I just love the energy. I love the energy of being out there and it's exciting. And I've, I shared with you once before, 
I would love to encourage women and, and start some type of training program to help women run at least a 5K because I think there's just something very exhilarating about crossing a finish line and, and getting a medal and, and just that sense of accomplishment. Hmm. I love that. Yeah. I'm really excited to see that come to fruition. Well, my last question for you today is what is your advice to women listening today on how to redefine menopause for themselves on their terms? You know, what can we do? I know you've given so much today in terms of the things that you're doing on the daily. What are some things that you would recommend if someone's listening to this right now and saying, you know what I do, I I want to reclaim how this looks. I really want to do the things that light me up and to set my soul on fire. How can we tap into that? Well, I think probably the most important thing is because of social media, we have a tendency to compare ourselves to other people. Mm. I think the most important thing is don't compare yourself to anybody else and to really think about what you would like to accomplish, because I think setting goals is really important and it doesn't have to be anything huge. I will tell you, that's the thing I love about running a race because I can't compare myself to anybody else. It's just me and my journey. Just like this is going to be you and your journey. It doesn't have to be big, you know, create a vision board and think about something, start something small, something that's important to you that you would like to accomplish. And having a friend many times, if it's some type of an exercise goal, if it's a changing your diet goal, the accountability and the friendship can really help you a lot towards achieving your goal. But I think the most important thing is to stay positive and and not to compare yourself. One of the other things we were kind of laughing about, and that is, is that I have a lot of friends that are much younger than me, which is kind of fun because I always think, well, if I spend time with younger people, then I'm going to feel like them. So I'll feel younger inside too. I love that too. I think that's such a great thing to have people. Yeah. Of all different ages, we get such different perspectives from everyone in their journey, especially like different age groups. I I love that idea a lot. Well, mama, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. And I want to just take a moment. And as I mentioned earlier, I was so inspired, you know, when I was thinking about writing my eighth book, which is this book that's coming out right now, or just came out last week, um, the essential oils menopause solution. You were such a big impetus for that. I remember I remember your struggles and I remember thinking in hindsight, I wish I would have been on top of it a little bit earlier for you um, and recognizing that I saw so many women in your journey. When I was, you know, one of the things I share is when I was on tour for the last book, The Essential Oils Hormone Solution, I was amazed at how many women came up to me who were in their late forties and their fifties, even in their sixties and asked, you know, was there anything in this book for me? And that was that defining moment where I was like, oh my gosh, I've got to write this book. Cause I remember my mom going through this. And I thought of you like, wow, what if everyone could just be on the other side of that or could ease through it and then be on the other side and be living the kind of life that you are living every single day. That was the impetus for the book. So I want to just say, I take a moment and say, thank you for that. Because I, I hope that through that, a lot of women get a lot of benefit from all the wonderful solutions that are offered in it. Goodness. I do too. And thank you. Thank you for all of your hard work. I've known that since you were a young lady, you always wanted to be helpful to other women. And that's such a gift. And I love you for that. Oh, thanks, Mama. And here's All the right. book. There's the book. <laughs> Thank you yes. for my copy. <laughs> I know. I still got to sign your copy, but I promise yes, to please. do so ASAP. And I just want to say, if you guys, if anyone's looking to grab the book, we will have it in the show notes for this episode. 
It's also on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all the places books are sold, even international. Definitely, if there's someone in your life, a Jody in your life or someone yes. in your life that needs this book, give a, give a gift. Like, I love that women pay it forward. I know for me, I love buying books for my best friends. I love buying books for all kinds of people. I know I've bought you several books this you year. Have. That I was like, Mom, you gotta I have this book. Yeah, I'm very much of that kind of way. I'm like, this is a book you've got to read. And yes. so um, if you're feeling that way, you're listening and there's someone in your life that you feel like, oh my God, you've got to have this. It's so easy to ship it on over. That's All right, Mama, right. thank you so much. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. I'm sending you so much love for your, your next race coming up. Thank and you. Um, I love you so much. I love you too. Bye. Bye, babe. When I look at my mom, I think to myself, I want to be like her when I grow up. My mom was the inspiration for this book, as I mentioned before. And I share about that in more detail in the last episode and also inside of the introduction of the book. She reminds me every day that we have a choice when it comes to our health. And once we choose in favor of our vitality, we can plug into resources and plan to get the results that we desire. My new book is your playbook. Don't hesitate. Go and grab a copy. And if there is a bestie or a sister or a colleague that you're thinking of right now that could use a hot flash spray or could use more energy or could help to tune their metabolism to work for them, then go and get them a copy too. And make sure to get your book bonuses. You will find the link to the book bonus page in my show notes, or you can go to drmarisa.com slash menopause book or eomenopausesolution.com. And I just want to take a moment and say thank you so much for stopping by and listening to this episode with my amazing mama. Coming up next Tuesday is a powerful conversation about boosting your happy neurochemicals with DOSE. DOSE founder, Radha Agrawal. She is incredible. She is the founder of Daybreaker. And she is just, I cannot tell you, a treasure trove of joy, energy, and abundance, living her best life. So until then, have an amazing week. Go and get your copy of this book and reframe how you want those beautiful years to look like for you.